And speaking with demanding change, one thing I've been advocating a lot is, I mean, we 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 got to go vote. Like we got to get the right people in office. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I know for us minorities, I can speak for my generation, but it's like when we talk about voting, it's like the thing they they quick to say is, oh, I don't vote because you know they're gonna pick who they want to pick, or uh, I don't want to vote because you know I just don't want to vote. But we'll be quick when some new shoes come out. We'll be quick to vote for an MVP for, for a sports league. <laughs> we our prior, our priorities is different. We yeah. we gotta we, we gotta line. We have we gotta put the things in this right perspective. So my question is for you, why does specifically in the black community have the stigma that here you go ahead, say it again, please. I'm saying my question is why in the black community there's a stigma of of why we don't vote because back in if i'm correct i was looking doing some research back in 2016 during that election it was a major drop in percentage of black voters yeah so, we looked at so why do you feel that the black community don't vote as much as other nationalities and ethnicities well sometime in the black community we think our vote not gonna matter just be be quite frank you know uh we think it's not going to matter. Um, but we have to be accountable and we have to make sure that the people that we are surrounded get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. My grandmother made sure I voted. <laughs> she stayed on me and made sure I voted. Right. She stayed on me and made sure I voted. Right? Um, and with that being said, I voted this last time on my own without, like, my wife, they had already mailed theirs in. Me training, I mean, we, we, we practicing doing all these things. I went and voted on my own and um, at the library. Um, but your, it's, it's not about what, what, what happened then. Mm. It's going to be different now with, you, with your generation. The thing about it now is your generation, they're seeing how they can impact because we cannot have, we cannot have the wrong person in the White House. We cannot have the wrong person uh lead as our governor as our mayor okay mm-hmm. all 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 those decisions to be the right person is what's going to trigger down to the right person when we have our city councilmen and our chief of police so we have to continue to get out there and educate our educate ourselves and remember mm-hmm. no leadership or the wrong leadership all chaos the right leadership Minimum chaos. The wrong right. leaders, all chaos. Right. So, so, so I think a lot of times we're, we, we, you know, it, 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 it takes certain times to get people attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then we've turned out, we've turned out, we've turned out pretty good. Sometimes we turn out, we, 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 we. we we vote we vote when when we think there needs to be a change or we vote when something bad has happened but we need to we need to change that and we need to be able to vote from the from the the the, the, the smallest of our uh, in our cities all the way to the white house we just need to be very conscious and get very conscious about who we're putting in charge of us, who who our leaders are yeah i know heading into the 2016 election our generation, we were just under the age limit to vote. 
but we wanted to vote so bad. Yeah. And then when all the results came in, we was like, there's no way. Right. And we was like, right. we can't wait till 2020. Like, we, this can't last. Like, and we, we have a strong voice now, we got to use it. And I think, a lot, I think a lot of people in this last election, oh, he's not, no way Donald Trump's going to win. You know, no way Donald Trump's going to win. They didn't even take him serious. You know, and, you know, guys, hey, I'm a, dem- I'm a demo. You got Republicans. Okay. Hey, everybody has a right to be what they want to be. Okay. And a lot of times it's different tax brackets, to be quite frank with you. But I'm a demo, period. Now, what I am for I am for whoever's in the office to be a real accountable leader that we all can sleep at night as the United States. And we know that we're in great leadership. We may not agree with everything, but that's the right that we have. And that's why, that's why, that's why everybody wants to, well, that's why everybody used to want to come to the United States of America. And this was the place to be because all, no matter what your color is, this is a land of opportunity. Okay. So my deal is I just want the right, I just want the right commander in chief. Bottom line, I want the right commander in chief that 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 at the end of the day, they're a great listener. And to them, it's not about dollars and cents on the Republican side. Come over here, meet us a little bit halfway. Meet us over here. Meet us over here, some of these issues in law so we can change. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to ship some of them uh, t-shirts down here. Well, you like that? Yeah, yeah. So, so the gentleman I was telling you guys about, uh-huh. I'm having a conversation with him. I used to, I used to training, and you know I'm the coach, but guess what? He opened my eyes with a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and your generation is changing things. And he made these shirts, and um, um. Yeah, man, I'm supporting this store. I, I support what he stands for. And I really, really love his perspective of being a store owner and saying, wait a minute. Nah, and about this store. I have insurance. <laughs> but that little girl don't have her dad. You know, looters, I disagree with you, but I love your energy. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. D-Rob, I'm going to give you the... Uh, the website, so you go ahead and order your okay. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yes, and yes, perhaps yes. somebody put a go. He didn't even start. Somebody put a GoFundMe uh, uh, account for him, and he's like, "Wow, he's been on USA Today. Uh, a lot of celebrities are are just pouring in that little this this little business owner for what he stand for in terms of loving everybody for who you are." No color line. I know that's an old slogan, but that's the real deal. Just, just coming together as a community, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, kind of a question I'm going to ask is, I'm a firm believer that no one is born racist and that it's simply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that in mind, and you talk about the progression from the LA riots being filled with hatred to the protests today feeling like a lot of love. And you combine that with what you're seeing in our generation or the people that are out protesting, what sense of optimism do you feel deep down that this is a, a change that now actually will happen? Well, I like, uh, you know what? Great question. 
1992 to today's protests, uh, your generation just not having it. I'm gonna tell you right now, your 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 your, your generation, simply more courageous, just better. You know, there are more people speaking out, and and there's more people coming together, but the 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 uh, the, the intensity, the intensity of togetherness is just as impactful and powerful as the intensity of officers being overly aggressive. Mm. We got the right intensity. We're overly aggressive now in the right area. <laughs> Y'all standing for something, John. And, 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 and that right there is what's going to make a change. And what was the last part of your question, John? Um, it was that, that kind of was what I wanted to touch. It's just what sense of optimism did you are you feeling? True. Man, I'm so proud. I mean, look at me. I'm on the phone with you guys. Here, look at me. How old are you, John? I'm 19. 19. How old are you, D-Rob? 20. 20. How old are you, Eric? 20. Er? 20. Man, look at man. <laughs> You want to ask that question again? Or do you see why I'm excited now? You guys are going to make the change because you guys are bold. You guys are courageous. You guys are standing. You guys have a strong voice. Okay? That's change. And you're not trying to be perfect. Mm. John, we can't be perfect. Exactly. And that's why I'm optimistic about the future. Because this new generation... They're not trying to be perfect. They're not trying to have somebody review it. No, 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 no. Let's get down and stick our teeth in the issue. Right. But as long as everybody come together and loving each other, you got to understand. You know, you got to understand each other. You know, hold on, wait a minute, wait, man. That white boy, hey man, don't, don't don't say that. That's my friend John. No, don't 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 talk about John. <laughs> hey John, why, why you with that black? Hey 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 John, hey. Hey, man. No, if you're not going to say that about Irving while he's here, don't say it when you're not away. Now, you may lose a friend, but that's what I'm talking about. Right. That's how we change. Mm -hmm. Because if we can change people in our circles, we're going to change people inside the house. And there's a lot of racism inside the household. Yeah. Yeah, yeah John. That's your point, John. It's a lot of racism inside the household. But what happens when you four go home and say, if this was the case, hey, dad, no, nah, nah, that's my friend. Who do you think your parents love the most? You, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You going if, if there was that kind of, that it was, if there was that kind of tone in your household and you didn't stand for it, who are they going to follow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if they don't, and if they don't follow, okay, dad, mom, but this is who I am as a young man and young woman. This is what I stand for. So, you know, that's why I'm very optimistic. I'm, I'm excited about this generation. And y'all off the chain. Y'all give me headaches all day long. But <laughs> you guys just fight. And the fact that, you know, I, 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 I've become a better coach over the last five years because I had to learn quickly when I got to USC that this generation, John, is not like my generation. This generation mm. 
has to have some skin in the game and they have a lot to say. So you got to sit down and have conversation with this generation. And I started being successful as a coach when I started letting you guys have input in your own future. Once you have input in your own future, guys, guess what? You got ownership of this thing we're trying to do to be successful. I see that right now with you guys. You're taking ownership. <laughs> You're taking ownership right now. And that's why we're going to be successful in the future. We're going to be better off in the future because of that. Yep. Agreed. One thing being talked about for the past couple of weeks is black power. Yeah. 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 We're discussing it. A lot of you kind of know what it means, but what does it mean to you? Well, uh, Black, the, the black fist or the clenching of the fist for me has always stood for something positive. Okay. When I was growing, coming up as a kid, getting involved in athletics, sometimes I would get down on myself. I may do something bad. My dad, I see my dad, he's like, hey, come on. To me, that meant keep your head up, Quincy. You can do it, Quincy. Like, don't get down on yourself. You know, all those are positive words. Mm -hmm. All that's positive reinforcement. You can do this. So when he couldn't see me and I'm across the way, black people develop this to communicate to the person over there. Hey, we good. <laughs> as, 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 as a slave and you couldn't pick no more cotton and you got broke down and you couldn't get up, they were like, hey, come on, come on. You, you got this. Somebody come help that person up. Right? No, you can do this. In a time when you feel weak or vulnerable, this meant you're going to get through it. Okay? Then this goes to this. Come on, man. What that mean? Hey, God. Hey, come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Mm -hmm. You got that. Right? So... Black people all, for me, this came from my hero, my father, when it was introduced to me. It didn't represent hitting nobody in the mouth. It didn't represent violence. Mm. It represent mental. Mm. Be mental, Quincy. Quincy, you are mentally stronger. Quincy, Quincy, you can get through this. <laughs> right? He's in the stand. I'm like basketball. I have a bad half. You got this. Mm. I talk. Got this. All right. If I make a shot and I come back down, I look at him. Mm. So it was positive reinforcement. This fist right here. This fist does not. This fist only gets violent when 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 people of color get back into a corner. Mm. Now you want to mistreat me. Now you are gonna mistreat me. Now that fist represents. I'm gonna protect myself. Mm. Right, but for me, it means freedom, right? Right, right, 1865 freedom, right? Now that we have freedom, because along the line of freedom, when, when it wasn't no freedom, the black fist meant hey, you gotta stay positive, okay? We're gonna do this, we're gonna get through this. That's what it means to me. Mm. 
And I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, like you and I have talked uh, a couple of days ago when you was uh, explaining it. Not a, there's a lot of definitions for what the fist mean. And where I'm mad, I hear people say, oh, the fist mean, you know, we got, we got to keep swinging. It's all about that physical action. But what right. really is, is about love, it's yeah. about peace, it's about yeah. togetherness. And yeah. that's one thing I love about this podcast because we could get that out to the world and be like, no, it's all about love, it's all about peace, it's all about togetherness. If yeah. we get everybody to view that same way, yeah. that's when change is going to come. Man, it's, it's going to be better years Absolutely. down the road. Absolutely. Well, you know, the easiest thing to do, you know, the, easy, the easiest thing to do is throw this. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to do. Right? But the hardest thing to do is be the strongest here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is go violence first. Right. But what we're seeing and what we're seeing, okay. What we've seen with the protests, uh, what has changed? Has it been violence or has it been love? Love, togetherness. Hey, hey, there you go. Hey, let's stand together, y'all. Come on, y'all. We can do this. Come on, y'all. Uh, stay strong. Nope. Uh, hey, guys, take a knee. Take a knee, guys. Come on. Uh, stay strong. Don't go for that. Stay strong. Come on. Stay strong. Mm. Stay focused. Right? <laughs> stay focused on this thing with peace. Stay focused on what our mission is. So, yeah. So, I kind of want to feed off this as well, because a lot of what you see the image of the fist, you associate with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. So, yeah. My question is, when people say Black Lives Matter and when people respond by saying all lives matter, to me, it's, it's completely evident that all lives can't matter until black lives do. It's completely evident. So okay. what kind of implicit degrading do you kind of get from a person whose immediate response is all lives matter? So you don't get it. You don't get it. Like when I first heard Drew Brees' comments, Drew, you missed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But somebody that revered one of my, oh, one, of, one of the best players in the NFL, somebody who I respected for everything he does off the field, in this particular moment, yeah, all lives matter. We get that. <laughs> we get that. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about black lives that are constantly being taken. Black lives that are constantly, black people who are constantly not making it home. Overly aggressive. When the last time you seen a black guy choke somebody out, Drew? When have you seen a black officer kill somebody? So when when people say those kind of things, and and and, and, and when, when Drew Brees start talking about the military, first of all, before mm. you go down that road, Colin Kaepernick, he was he was standing for something bigger. It wasn't even about the flag. 
Do you guys know when I hate so so I'm with you, John. So I hate when people miss the mark, John. It it, it just infuriates me. I agree. You know? But I have to come to myself, John, because I I can't let my my emotions distract me from what I'm trying to do, the message. Right? I have to be able to convey to that person and say, well, wait a minute. You're absolutely right. All lives matter. But I want you to do your research. We're talking about the black cases where the lives don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Well, what I see from it is it's not, it, if you look at the phrase black lives matter, it's I feel like people that respond in a manner as such are emphasizing it's black lives matter rather right. than black lives matter. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. They're, they're okay. switching the narrative. You're trying to, there you go. They're trying to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. We're trying to bring narrative back. Like, wait a minute. No. Right. All lives matter. That's all lives matter. That's why we need you here with us. Mm. Right. Together. Right. <laughs> if you come over here, us together, we're saying all lives matter. I got you, you got me. Not just blacks, not just Latinos, all why everybody, age, everybody life matter. So so you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yes. It just infuriates yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, just just to go back to that uh the Colin Kaepernick, he even said it himself. It's not about the flag. I'm kneeling because my people are getting killed constantly every single day. And it just goes back to people just don't want to have that conversation. They want to be so right into that conversation where they want to switch the narrative to where now it's four, four to five years later. Now it's like, oh, so that's what Colin Kaepernick meant. Right. Well, he said it from the jump. Right, right. Well, well, I think, I think what happens is, and the sad part, guys, um as an old man i've seen that unfortunately there always has to be a sacrificial lamb so somebody yeah. recognized what that person was doing 10 to 12 years later <laughs> muhammad ali mm. absolutely the greatest ever one the great the greatest ever but he's more respected for his fight on the outside Right. Remember Tommy, uh, uh, John Carlos, Tommy Smith, Lee Evans. Right. They were ostracized because they put the black glove and the fist up. Mm -hmm. They weren't saying anything bad against any other race. What they didn't say was also, they said, "Hey, man." Okay, uh, such, such and them over there in Ireland. You see what they did in the boxing ring? They wore these kind of things to symbolize their country. Okay, cool. Such such did not their country. They, they did their nationality. Okay, such such over here. Oh, they did this. Hey man, what you guys think? Y'all want to wear the green? Y'all want to wear the black beret? They were like, nah. Let's do something different. Let's do it like the black glove. They weren't trying to do anything bad. What they were saying is, hey, we did it. We did it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, if you listen to those guys, you know, they, they weren't, those guys weren't violent guys. They're peaceful guys. 
No, they're peaceful guys. And I've had the pleasure of meeting all of them. But when I listened to their story of how they were just doing something unique, like some of the other countries were doing, and they basically got ostracized in their own country. But then they became heroes later on. Because when we're really... And that's why I think your, your, your particular generation is way ahead of the curve. Because you guys are seeing no colors right now. You guys are seeing... You guys are supporting people with free speech, uh, uh, all this. You know, you guys are supporting the message. You know, whatever the message is, if the message is legit, I love what you guys are doing, your generation. Uh, if it's legit, but if it's if, it, if it's not legit, now if it's a subliminal message in it, if it's a, a subliminal message in there, another reason why I love your generation because y'all catch it like that and say, no, 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 nice try. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know we're not down with that. Yeah. The 68 Olympics, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, is that Peter Norman, he stood on the podium. Yeah. He stood in, in support. He wore, um, dang, he wore a pin. Yeah. I forgot what it, it said, but Australia, they got real mad about it. Yeah. And they stripped his medal. Yep. And I didn't learn this until like a week ago. They stripped his medal, and I don't think they gave it. I want to say they didn't give it back to him until after he died, or they re- released an apology after he died in 2006. Yeah, I don't remember the scenario, but like I was saying earlier, this is what everyone, not everyone, but this was kind of like a thing, you know, with the different countries, representing yourself. Um, and it's just a shame because, you know, there was no harm in it. You wasn't bringing any bad or negative uh publicity to your country, anything like that, you know, and, 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 and that's the difference, guys. Uh, and I, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, your generation, you guys have a lot to say, and it's welcome. This was not the case. This was not the case, you know, and this is way before my generation. You know, this was not, but it bled into my generation, and I was a product of, hey, we just went out there and did what the coaches said, said do. Mm. You know, not the case now. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the case now, and, and I think that's why um, – your voice is going to be louder, stronger, and, 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 and you, guys, you guys will definitely create change. Yeah, because you have, you have more and more athletes like LeBron James, these high-profile athletes coming together and just speaking yes. on that platform. Yeah. So my question is, how do you view about that? How do you, what's your viewpoint on that? Because you, although you have some athletes, you know, they have the high power to speak how they feel. And you also have others that, although they have the huge following, they just have they just haven't said anything. Well, you, you know, I'm not. If it wasn't for you guys, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't have. Nobody else would probably get me on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a private person. Mm-hmm. Um, but my love for you guys, the support for you guys, and what we're doing as a family, uh, a USC family. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have heard me on the USC uh, calls, and and, uh, and, I've, and I've shared my my truth about uh, right when all this happened, you know. And um, for some of you who were on, I think some of you may have been on there. You guys remember that when I shared my truth? Yeah, yeah. And I think John, you were on it, John. Um, now, not only that, then I've. Uh, uh, do other things that support you guys and uh, what you're trying to do. And that, and that's my voice. My voice is with you guys and support any kind of way. 
Mm-hmm. And everybody's different, and you have to, you have to, and that's why I always say, be a great listener. You know, uh, we're all different. We're all different. Some of us are extroverts. Some of us, some of us are introverts. Okay, I'm kind of right down the middle. You know, I kind, I love my 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 space, but I love helping. And I'm not, and I'm a behind the scenes kind of guy. Hey, what yeah. we we doing it? Okay, let's go. What you need me to do? Let's go. That doesn't take away just because you're an out front guy and I'm behind the scenes. You know, you're talking. I'm lifting the boxes. We're still equal. Again, we got to get that narrative away. No yeah. than the other person. Right? Some people need to be out front because of their platform. Mm-hmm. Some people don't need to be out front. <laughs> right? Because the message won't be delivered the same. But some people behind closed doors they're the ones that come up with the message for the ones out front. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just think that, um, you know, um, understand, uh, try not to prejudge. Uh, we, we don't know what, what uh, others are doing behind closed doors. Um, I don't know what Gab- uh, Gabrielle Union is doing, but I know that store owner I was telling you guys about. Mm-hmm. He is so in awe of her support for his story and encouraging word that she texts him that it's it's fueling his love for the movement regardless of the glass that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's what I mean, you know. uh, You just never know, D-Rob. But be great listeners. Be fine-tuned, and you guys be the ones that say, well, you know, we don't want to judge anybody that way, and we don't know what they're doing, because at the end of the day, some people, some people, some people are leaders, and they want to be out front. Some people don't want to be out front, but they definitely want to be a part of the movement. They definitely yeah. pushing you. They definitely carrying loads. They're definitely doing all, look at you got all the things that you guys are doing to create this whole thing, you know? So, yeah, uh, the ones who are out there that we see is great. Uh, I mean, I, I commend uh, LeBron. Uh, I'm not LeBron is not my favorite player, but I gained so much respect for him. No, but I gained so much respect for him now as a man. Yeah, and his support. He's definitely a guy that now I would love to have lunch with. <laughs> you know, there's some other other guys that are my the other guys that I like as players, but I don't want to have lunch with them. Right. You know, I, I, I would like to sit down with LeBron James as a man because I can learn from him. I would love to pick his brain. And he's the kind of he's the kind of man that I would like to talk to my son about the things that LeBron James is doing away from the uh, away from the court. You know, he's he's phenomenal. My dad, my dad was crazy about Le, LeBron James before he passed away. And my dad told me he was going to be a, uh, my dad told me exactly why he was going to be great, because he's an unselfish player. When he first came in, my dad told me that he said, listen. He's going to develop a shot. But that young man right there is an unselfish person. And anytime you, anytime you have an unselfish person, you can build a team around that person. So that particular uh, personality trait, you know, I see right now. He's being unselfish right now. He's giving up. He's giving himself for the cause. You know? He's giving himself for the cause. So, yeah. And I think that goes along to kind of what was said. I think it was around two years ago 
when Kaepernick first appeared on the Nike ad, where it said "stand for something, even if it means sacrificing everything." Yeah. So, do you think like that is most apparent of what's going on, in which we see a lot more people speaking out? We see a lot more people like LeBron, who has been told in the past to shut up and dribble. Right. These people recognize their platform and they're willing to sacrifice that. It's a different day now. Social media, uh, you know, social media has a uh, social media. Social media makes it very clear your followers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 we can take the word followers out, and we can say social media made it very clear your power, because followers are power. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 power and and, and followers is, are, are what are why contracts are signed outside just the pure talent but when you see the numbers and the popularity from a business standpoint this is why you're seeing certain shoe contracts sign certain people for x amount of dollars that means jersey sales that means hot dogs Coca-Cola, that means beer, alcohol, that means that seat. All this is a business equation for that particular person. What your generation is saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to shut up and dribble now. I'm going to use this plastic. Since you're using it, I'm going to use it, (laughs) right? And I'm going to use it to be a voice, and you're either going to have to get on on board with me. It's, It's not even... Like LeBron and these, these these young men and women, they're not even asking permission. What I love is they're saying, get on board with me, like it or not. Yeah. This is my message. This is who I am, and this is the message I'm trying to create. I love it. Yeah, that goes to the, basically the conversation that we're having. They have it in their own homes, and they educate themselves that, you know, I don't need to be approved by anybody. Like, right is right is wrong is wrong, so I'm just going to use my voice and speak out. So yeah. yeah, and sometimes you might not like it. You may not like how, like, I may like how LeBron delivered his message, but I might not like how. Who 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 else is out there giving a strong message? I mean, J Cole dropped the song yesterday. Who? Yeah. J Cole. Okay, J Cole. I may, and I'm just saying that I don't even have no idea, but I may, for example, I may like J Cole's message. I may not like LeBron's, but I'm not crucifying J Cole because. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the man's heart. Mm-hmm. He's going to touch some people his way. Because mm-hmm. we're speaking the same language. The delivery is just different. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. J. Cole going to touch some people his way. LeBron going to touch some people his way. See, my guy, my guy tell me, listen to the message. Don't get caught up in judging man. Mm. No. Uh-uh. That's, how we, that's how we live my life. That's how my kids. We're not, we're not, my kids will never worship no man. They will never worship no woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what my father preached. Yeah, no, 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 no. We gonna know. We 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 gonna know the word ourselves because the word gonna tell us how to treat people. And I don't. And, and, and I'm, I'm gonna go off topic, but in, in uh in my house and in our Bible that we read, it's never said turn your back on anyone. It never said. Only let people of color in your house. It never said only let whites in your house. Only let Asians in your house. No, what it says is 
if that man or woman needs some crumbs, mm. give him some food. Okay, give him food. So with that being said, the message, guys, the me- we always got to continue to listen to the message. You know, the message. J. Cole, man, ooh, he came off, he came all hot. But that message was okay. He right on point. Because he has a certain demographic that he's gonna reach, and that's who y'all need. LeBron. Right. The rapper versus the athlete. The message is probably going to be different. It's going to be the same. It might be totally similar. Yeah. Who are we to judge? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but as long as we're hearing the same thing for the cause, that's what's most important. Absolutely. Makes sense? That's kind of what uh, we talked about in the meetings that we have in the past when people have it, it's expressed that people are more comfortable talking rather than posting on social media, going out and being complete activists. So of what I'm asking with that is, do you, I mean, that's a conversation that we're having is I think a lot of what goes on a lot of what the change that's necessary is we have this conversation alive. We keep it alive. And while I think that change may not happen tomorrow, may not happen next week, but I know damn well, that change is going to happen in which our generation is going to have a next generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are quite certain or rather quite comfortable in saying and optimistic in saying that that generation should not and will not have the experience that we do. Right. And I think that's a lot kind of what I say in my, my a lot of an activism is or in understanding this racism is I know my kid is not going to go up racist. There you go. There you go. I know that. There you go. I think that's a lot of what is lost in all this and people yeah. who aren't who people who aren't posting on social media, who aren't going to these protests in which they could still be listening. They could still be looking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to have a kid down the line. Yes. And that's why originally what I said to a, a few a couple a lot of minutes ago now is <laughs> I firmly believe that racism is not, you're not born with it. Yeah. 100%. No, oh, man, it's, 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 you know, it's in your household, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and when it's outside your household and they try to bring it in your household, you got to correct that. You know? Hey, hold on. I don't care what they say. No, we don't, we don't use them words. We don't judge nobody. That's not what we're about here. That's not what we're about here. You know, and, you know, your parents, you know, our parents, they have a huge, a huge obligation. They love, they love us unconditionally, but they have, and, and with that, they have a huge obligation to teach us everything about the world. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what that means is that the world is, the world is a great place, but the world also is very unkind. The world, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you go in the world and you can step on a thorn. And it hurt. But you got, but that's what your parents did say. That's okay. It's okay. Let that person judge you. We're not going to worry about that person. Right? Let that person be racist. That's not who we are. We're not going to take that and bring that energy in here. And we're not going to put that energy back on somebody else. No. We, you just got a lesson how the world is. 
and we're gonna be better. Yeah, we're gonna be better. Yeah. That's indeed. That's indeed. And that's how that's how we're gonna get changed. Like you teaching your kids, hey, it's all about love. It's all about you know respect. And then whenever they have kids, they're gonna teach the same thing. Like I said, it's that triangle effect. Yeah. You're gonna start up here, start with the parents, teaching the kids the right things, be, be, be respectful, be truthful, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's just gonna trickle down to when they with their friends and they out by themselves. Oh, what did my parents taught me? Oh no, nah, y'all, y'all being disrespectful now. Nah, that's not how I roll. So, yeah. so that triangle effect. What that just and what that gonna do with your friends? That's gonna show your friends. Oh, uh, when I'm around this person, I gotta act. You know, I gotta act accordingly. There you so, go. Yeah. There you go. That's my point. That, that, that was my point earlier. Like, you know, that's my point. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy because I got <laughs> my two best friends in college look like me. My two best friends in high school don't look like me. <laughs> I ain't never had no color lines, man. I just like good people. Yeah. Bottom line. You know, I ain't never been like that. I come from Detroit and coming to LA was a real coming to California was a real culture shock because my dad had just remarried. Not remarried, he had just got married and we lived, he moved to the valley. Mm. So at that particular time in uh eighty four, predominantly all white uh uh area, you know, suburbs. You know, so I, I was in with a real big culture shock, you know, and so the people who I played basketball with at the park didn't look like me. Right. So what I don't understand is, okay, if, if I'm at the park with this guy every day, we get along, I come home, he wait for me, I wait for him, we go get some eat, we go to the park together. Now all of a sudden he can't be my when I go inside my house he can't be my friend because he because he white oh oh Quincy can't be your friend because he black like mm. what are we talking about here you know but now if you need that liver transplant is that black liver good enough mm. Mm. if you need that is that white liver good enough. <laughs> Is it right? Yeah. Right. Is an Asian liver good enough? It's all good enough when you when you when you when you, when you want your kid to live. Mm-hmm. But see, that's 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 where my mind goes. It's like, oh, really, really? So we, this is really just color, guys. We all got the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we all got the same thing. Like you know, what I mean, I don't have three eyes. You don't have nothing special. Like like we all got the same thing. I got two legs. You don't got three. We all have the same thing. Fingers, toes, legs. Organs inside are the same. How come we're not how come we're not racist? Let me, let me back that up. How come people are not racist? Because none of us are racist. How come people are not racist when it comes to receiving an organ? Life or death. They give one life more important than the other. Why do why do we have to go? Why does it have to be a life or death situation for us to love each other? We can do that before that, before that situation. That's what we're talking about, right, John? That's what we're talking about, right, Urban? Yep. That's what we're talking about. You know, 
That's how I see it. Yeah, it's so simple, but yeah, it's still so complex when you try oh, to man. teach it to other people. And that's that's really John the question. With what John said, I think Irvin, somebody alluded to it, you were kind of talking about it. And we okay here to be friends. But what complicates it, we don't want to be this person here when we go back here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're failing, guys. You know. That's what we love, we hug, we cry for that liver, transplant, all that. And I'm not saying those lives have changed. What I'm saying is, in certain spaces like that, when we go back, you know, we're we, we not the same person, impactful person. We don't stand for the same thing. Because, see, when you're when you, when you, when you, when you, when you standing for this and you stand for that, there is no message. But it's clear cut what you stand for, John. Yeah. It's clear cut what you stand for, D Rob. It's clear, Eric. Eric, it's clear. Right? Like any one of us got this podcast and we do any we do anything different, shame on us. Yeah. Oh man. That's... You, you gotta be willing to lose some friends. To be a righteous person, a person of good character, a person of integrity, a person of no color lines, okay? It's called trimming the fat in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I first experienced that in middle school. Mm-hmm. I've always had white friends in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I had some I had some friends who were mad because I was friends with this with this white guy who had a disability. So he mm-hmm. always get on every day. I mm-hmm. like I like it. This ain't right. You can't do that. See, there's like, what are you doing? You, you, you whitewash now? Like, like, nah, man. I'm just treating them right. So like, are you friends with me or friends with uh, him? I'm like, whoa. So that that put me in a predicament. I was like, man. Whoa. I thought about it. I was like, that ain't right. Wow. So I was like, there you go. Yep. There you go. And see, that's. Right. That's uh that's huge in your part because that just shows your heart. Because one, it ain't about color with you, and then two, like you was a friend to a guy who's probably hard to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> you showed your humility was to somebody who you say you had a disability. Somebody yeah. have a disability, and you took the time to make somebody with a disability say, hey. Make them feel regular. Like you didn't hold that disability against them where you got where you have these bullies testing your character and your integrity. But it goes back to what we're saying, John. Eric made a decision based on his household. Mm-hmm. But you were taught in your household. Yep. Not a follower. Yeah. That's that's very powerful. Very powerful. Let's see. Then time, they started to see what was really going on, and they started to come back in. And they, they was like, "All right, I apologize for what we, what I did. I'm willing to be friends with you and cooperate." There you go. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Again, you got to stand for something. And when they try to pull you to the negative, 
you stood tall and mm-hmm. what you did is your energy pulled them back back to you like nah if y'all want to be my friends y'all got to come over here with me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah because yeah. like one of the things my mom always preaches when i was young is that you take more energy mm. to hate than to do love mm. If you, if you if you really think about it, it it has no you're not wasting anything when you just put out love, put out respect, put out integrity, intelligence. But when it comes to, oh, I'm gonna be mad at this person, or I'm gonna be racist at this person, you just tearing your own self up. Yeah, yeah, dude, and, I can relate to that because I can't hold a grudge longer than yeah, yeah, man. And, and that's the beautiful thing that we're trying to promote out, promote our love, promote our peace, promote our integrity. Because at the end of the day, we are the same. Yeah. We make different things. We may brush our teeth, like, you know, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're the same people. Like, we cut ourselves, we all going to bleed red. But it's so hard to tell someone that who has their heart filled with yeah. evil and hatred. Yeah. I, I just don't get it, man. I mean, I, I don't get it because I'm the one going through all the racism. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of color, I'm like, hey, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm going through all the racism. My people have went through all the racism. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing but love for you. Like, yeah. yeah. What you didn't went through, were you mad at me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I like that. That's the thing. It's like, hold on. Like, again, you know, you got to really ask, like, why are you a racist? This world was not just here put for any particular race. Mm. Mm. All right. When we get in our cars tomorrow and we get on that freeway, that freeway is going to give us a great indication of, 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 of the makeup of this world. It's very diverse. And everybody, everybody has a mission and everybody has goals and what they're doing on that freeway and what they're trying to do in life. To your point, in your mom's point, D. Rob, why are we hating on each other? <laughs> we ain't gonna like each other. We gonna disagree. We gonna do all that, but don't like me and don't just because my point of view is different than yours, and or just because I may have said something that you like, don't blame it on my color. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame it on my color. Me and John just got two different opinions. Yeah. I, I like Michael Jordan, John like Kobe. I'm wrong, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's me personally. That's what is being promoted in t- in these protests. Because if you see all the lootings and the riots, yeah. if you really look at it, it's not us that's doing all the lootings and rioting. It's not us that's tearing down our own community. That that just don't make sense. Why would I tell down tear down a Wendy's and I know somebody that's their that's their job. You know, it wasn't fortunate to go 
to college, you know, to that, that that's that's where they get their money from. So when you look at all the lootings, the rioting, it's, it's not us. It's the other people that want to put that narrative, people full of hate, yeah. people out of anger, the wrong type of anger, want to change the narrative. But no, I say one thing that's different from this protest and the protest in the past is it's more people. It's not just it's not just black. It's everybody coming together. See, in '92, everybody was looting. Yeah. Now, no, we don't want to loot. It's only those that you just mentioned. It's only those that mentioned. And I don't know what color they are. They just trying to capitalize. Yeah. On the day. Yeah. Trying to capitalize on the mission, but then they got exposed, and that didn't happen in '92. That's what it's. John, you were so different. In 92, people were looting, John. They didn't get exposed. Today, these people got exposed for looting. Mm -hmm. the, the media did, you know what? The media did a fantastic job of getting the word out, getting the message out. It's just this small group. Every time you turn on TV, it's just this small group. Hey, guys, look. What this small group will do, they'll get in, they'll mix in, then they'll, as the group goes up the street, they fall back and they start looting uh, uh, the store the storefronts. So I thought I thought the media did a fantastic job of actually calming down everybody as well and saying, wait a minute, no, don't blame us on the protesters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Coach Watts, like I said before, what what you have said throughout this two hours and seven minutes. We've been on here two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it don't. It don't even feel like it. But what you said throughout the whole duration. Young. I'm, I'm normally in bed at seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. I know. Your eyes would get a little water. <laughs> but, but what you said, you know, throughout throughout this whole time is that you know you spoke volume. You really brought out that OG perspective, and that's what we need, and that's what's going to bring change. Everybody come together. No matter how old you are, how young you are, having this conversation, having the right conversation, not just saying anything, promoting right, right. love, promoting peace, promoting intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, and putting that out to the world. Because at the end of the day, change is going to come. But it's all about us and how we promote that change. I love it. I love it, man. It wasn't perfect. Look, y'all, what I like about it, you guys, you guys didn't try to be perfect. I love it. You know, we hit the, we hit, we hit on some, uh, some really, really crucial points. You know, we tapped into some 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 uh, specific areas, uh, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I love the fact that you guys weren't trying to be perfect. You guys trying to look. Let's let's get some answers. Let's yeah. let's get some answers to change. So that was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for your wisdom, Coach Watts. I appreciate it. Appreciate hey, you. awesome man. Awesome. All right, y'all. Fight Have on. Birthday. Fight on, Coach. All right. All right, the major shout out to Coach Watts for joining us today. We thank you all for taking listening. I know for sure, speaking in my case, there was a lot to talk about, lots to open our eyes on, and a lot to take in our heart and mind. And uh, you know, I'm going to give it to Eric and D-Rob because I, I feel like they have a lot to say with the same thing. Yeah, these are the type of conversations we plan on having in the future. Uh, I feel like it's important to get down to the nitty gritty and talk about the, the uncomfortable topics in society. Uh, to come up with a solution because I feel like our generation is the change we we can we can create a huge shift in society in the global society 
and but we have to act now. Uh, we have a momentum on our side, and this is this is no time to stop. We just gotta keep on going. Yeah, uh, like what my co-host said, John and uh, and Eric. Uh, our generation is the generation that's gonna make change. Okay, we need to keep our foot on the pedal. You know, when everything goes back to normal, we still need to go out there and speak like. We still need to go out there and represent ourselves at a high fashion. We still need to go out there and make change. And we get everybody. This whole the whole point of this podcast is to bring in people who walk different sides of life. Okay, but what we're getting is is that when they walk different sides of life, they all have the same viewpoints. So our goal is to come up here and spread love, spread passion, spread ideas, solutions to make change. And this off the track podcast, and it's the first of many episodes. That's all I got. All right, uh, kind of quick closing remarks. You know, this podcast was created as a project that the USC track and field team had in mind to what steps you wanted to take towards uh, fighting the cause that's going on right now. Uh, it was one of five. There's four others. Um, you can check them out all on the USC track and field page. We got a Juneteenth video explaining kind of what we talked about earlier, but a good video from our own teammates describing what Juneteenth is. We got masks that are going to go up for sale that uh, are going to be used to donate to a Black Lives Matter organization. We got, like I said, follow our Instagram page because there's going to be a lot of educational posts going on as to what we can read, what we can watch to be informed. And pay attention to the voter PSA that we're going to have on campus at SC soon that will get a lot of us informed on how to vote and why we need to vote. And with that, right. I think this is the proper time to close the first episode of Off the Track. Uh, we'll see you at next week. Fight on. See you. Fight on. <laughs>